0: I remember when Amy and I were looking for our dream home here in Austin and realized that so much of what we wanted was just a dream. We all have some unrealistic visions about home buying and realtor.com encourages you to get real about the process and find the perfect home for you to dream in. Realtor.com comes with all the tools and features you need to find a home that's right for you, whether it be price tracking so it's in your budget, school searches so you're in the right district, or even text alerts so that you can fit home buying into your busy schedule. It's not about finding a dream home, but a home you can dream in. Find homes for the real of us at Realtor.com. This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. As you set your goals, you look at all the seven circles of your life, your spirituality, your physical health, your personal life, your key relationships, your job, your business, your finances. What we know is that when people start the new year, they usually have some type of resolution or goal around the finance circle, whether that be saving more money, getting on a budget, increasing their net worth, Whatever it is though, it requires that you do certain things to be successful. The person you're gonna meet today is gonna share his story of how he was quote, living the American dream, working hard in school so that he could get into a good college. And when he got into college, life took an interesting turn. Before you know it, he finds himself getting kicked out of school. And before you know it, he's homeless, wondering if he's better off dead or alive. We're going to walk through what happened and how he went from being homeless to where he is today. Many of you may know him as one of the Dave Ramsey personalities. He is the author of the brand new Wall Street Journal, number one best-selling book, Debt Free Degree, the step-by-step guide to getting your kids through college without student loans. As you listen to this episode, pay attention to the mindset that he adopted. Pay attention to how he said no to temptations. Pay attention to how he made strategic choices about how he surrounded himself with the right people. All that to get him to where he is today. With that, let's get into this conversation with bestselling author, Anthony O'Neill. Take us back to the beginning of your journey long before the debt free degree, take us back to young Anthony O'Neill. <laughs>
1: you know, when I think of the young Anthony O'Neill, I think of the immature, wanted to impress everyone, lost and confused uh, young man. You know, I was I was blessed and fortunate enough to be raised by four parents. I had two biological uh, parents and two step parents. My uh, biological mother and stepfather live in San Diego, California, and I have two siblings there as well. And then my biological father and stepmother live in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And so I literally, man, spent about half of my time on both, California, North Carolina, back and forth, and grew up in a very strong, faith-driven home uh, to where I couldn't listen to uh, any type of uh, music outside of gospel. Um, I couldn't go to any. Proms, no dances, no football games. It was school and church and home. That was that was my entire life. So when I graduated high school, I said I just want to be a grown man and do whatever I want to do. I have no more rules. I'm gonna go do me, and I did exactly, exactly, exactly that. Man, I went off to college, and before I even really got. Uh, well into college, man. Six months later after graduating high school, I'm $35,000 in debt with bill collectors uh, calling both set of my parents looking for me. I spent $15,000 in credit card, took out $10,000 in furniture loans, and took out $10,000 in student loans when I didn't even need them. I had my father's GI bill, and I also had a scholarship for... half of my school for the NFL, the National Forensics League. I was a debater. And so when I took out the $10,000 in student loans, it really wasn't for a uh, school. It was just to please my lifestyle. And so I had all this, this, this stuff going on in my life. And I'm just, I'm just living good. I'm impressing people. The next thing you know, I make a bad decision uh, in school. And in that bad decision, it costed me my scholarship, and it costed uh, me my schooling. I got kicked out of school. I had a job attached to that school. So when I got kicked out of school, I lost that job. When I lost that job, I lost my income. Again, I have faith parents. And so when I go home, my, my father says, Hey, tough love. You know, I love you, son, but you can't come home. You made these decisions. You have to live with these consequences. Since you think you're a grown man, a grown man doesn't come back home to mom and dad, you go deal with it. And at that time, I said, Cool. All the pride inside of me, I was like, All right, it's whatever. And then finally, I went and asked my, my, my friends if I could stay with them. They all said no. Um, so by the age of 19, I'm homeless, $35,000 in debt, and I'm sleeping in the back of my car in a Walmart parking lot off of Highway 76 in Oceanside, California for six months of my life. My mom is thinking that I'm staying with some friends, uh, but the truth of the fact was, I was actually homeless. Um, I was that guy that was, uh, I was, to be honest, it was two times only during those six months that. I really couldn't find nothing to eat. So I was that guy that would have a sign up and say, hey, uh, I will work for something to eat. Can I have something to eat? And uh, that was probably the lowest point of my life from thinking about suicide, questioning why I'm here, uh, questioning even if God is real, if my family really loves me, if my friends really love me. Um, I thought I was better dead than I was alive for a season of my life. But then I quickly Quickly, quickly realized during that six month season that I was pointing a finger, you see, at everyone else. I was looking at my parents. I was looking at my friends. I was blaming everyone else but myself. You see, no one made me take out loans. No one made me uh, make the decisions that I made. No one made me uh, do anything that uh, I didn't have to do. I made those decisions. And it was at that time of my life that. I really had to realize that the caliber of my future will be determined by the choices that I make today. And so I need to change the choices that I'm making that will change my future. And man, when I did that, things got better. And I'm just grateful for it. You know, today I'm 35 years old. Um, I am 100% debt-free. I'm traveling around the world, just sharing my message, sharing my story. I just built my dream home last year in Nashville, Tennessee, and I mean, it's just been an absolute great journey because what's so funny is when I checked myself, I went home and apologized to my parents. My dad apologized to me for saying, hey, you know, we didn't teach you financial literacy. So here's a Dave Ramsey budget form. We're gonna teach you how to budget. And what's so funny is this was 16, 17 years ago. Fast forward to today, I'm traveling around the world with Dave Ramsey teaching Dave Ramsey's principles, teaching my principles on top of his principles. It's a full circle, man. And I'm just excited uh, to be where I'm at today. But I'm also grateful uh, for what I went through that time during that season of my life. But I want to make sure that nobody has to go through that season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And let's also, uh, why don't you share what we just found out five minutes
1: ago? Man, you know, uh, just five minutes ago... We're literally right
0: before we press record.
1: (laughs) Yes, man. Um, uh, Man, it's it's been a great honor. But, you know, we released the book, my brand new book, Debt-Free Degree, uh, the step-by-step guide on how you can go into college debt-free. And uh, we just found out that it was the number one selling book uh, in the United States of America. Um, And so I'm just uh, elated, grateful, excited that as a young 35-year-old man, Uh, I am a national, a number one national bestselling author. And so I'm just excited uh, to be here and uh, we got to continue spreading this message.
0: That's right. Let's go back to when you're homeless. I've got to imagine when you are at your lowest of lows, when you're wondering if you're better off dead than alive, you get to that point that you say, "Mm, better off alive. And you imagine a future. Go back you know, to that version of Anthony. What were you viewing possible
1: for your life someday from then? I, I, didn't, I didn't really view my life during that time. Um, I was so focused on everyone else. Pretty much I felt like everyone abandoned me. Um, I felt like no one loved me. I felt like it's the end of the world for me. I, during that season of my life, for those first three months, I was not thinking about Anyone, I was just thinking, why am I here? And I remember back to the car, I'm washing myself. I have Dawn dish detergent because I'm about to go and apply for a job and, and meet some friends for a pizza. And I was like, man, what am I doing? Like, why am I here? Both sets of my families are living in their homes, have heat, they have hot water, they are eating good. Why am I the only one in my family? Homeless sleeping, sleeping in the back of my car. and uh, it, it was a tough moment for me, man, but you know what? I got out of it. I, I had to really just check myself and point all the fingers at me. And it was at that time I realized like, man, you know what? I don't have to be homeless. I could be a millionaire. I don't have to be homeless. I can be successful. I just have to check myself, change my choices and be determined, live with intentionality, have a, be a man of character and have integrity, and I will be successful. But it starts with me today. And when I made that decision, that's when things changed around.
0: So here's what's interesting about that because every person who's listening to this is at
1: a point in their life where
0: they have goals that they've set, they recognize where they are today, and they see a gap. Many of them don't see the path how they will bridge that gap. They they Mm. truly want to take the action and they don't know where to begin. How did you figure out where to get started when you're at that level?
1: Well, the first thing is you got to acknowledge and tell yourself the truth. I mean, that's the first thing. You, you can't fix yourself if you're not willing to look and accept the truth. Once you do that, I always step back and say, all right, um, I always say, have a plan, have a vision. Where there is no vision, that's where people perish. You see, when I went home, my dad literally sat me down at the table and he said, all right, this is where you are. You are broke. You are in debt. You do not have a job. You do not have an education. That was the truth. He said, but this is where you can go. So how do we get from here to there? And we just literally mapped out that plan. All right, Anthony, you want to be debt-free. You want to be a millionaire. Okay, cool. You got to get a job first. Once you get a job, you, you you got to get on the budget. Once you get on the budget, you got to start telling your friends no. And not just your friends, but sometimes you want to tell yourself, no. If you want to get to this destination, then you gotta have a clear path, and you have to work hard, and do not let anyone distract you from where you're going. And if you can focus on the end goal, you'll get there. If you're only focusing on today, you'll never go anywhere. And so that's what I recommend to anyone. If there are, if they are in a place or in a season of their life, and they're like what do I do? How do I do it? Um, I feel lost. Uh, Step back. Write down exactly where you are today. If you're $100,000 in debt, okay, if you have no job, okay, if you're making bad decisions, write everything down so you can know where you are. Then you need to write down where you're going and then write the plan that's going to get you there. And if you don't know how to get there, get around people who have already gotten to where you want to go. So surround yourself, get in the proximity of other people who are doing what you want to do. And that's yeah. why I'm in the proximity of people like yourself, people like Dave Ramsey, Mark Cuban, uh, John Maxwell, a lot of other different people that I'm connected with, you know, because I want to get to where Dave Ramsey is, who's a multimillionaire, get free, and, and employs a thousand people. I eventually want to be able to help and serve and employ people as well. I'm not there yet. He has the plan. I'm following the plan.
0: Yeah. You talked about sitting down with your dad, putting that plan in place and him saying, step one, the lead domino, get a job. What was that first job you got?
1: Oh, man, you're going to really call me out on this one, man. It's- oh, <laughs> d- dude, I promise it's not as ridiculous
0: as my first job. We can compare.
1: <laughs> no, we, we can compare. Dude, I'm $35,000 in debt. Okay? bill collectors are calling my mom and dad's house. What's my first job? A bill collector. I was working <laughs> for a collections agency. Did and you get am, a discount? <laughs> no, I didn't get a discount because they didn't even know. You see, back then they weren't pulling credit for you to, uh, to get a job. Now they are. Uh, but I'm sitting there praying every single day because who we were collecting for, one of the clients was the bank who I owed money for. So every time I would hit, get off the call, hit enter to go to the next call, I was sweating and hoping that I would, it wouldn't be me. And so, you know, one thing that I teach to get out of debt is use a debt snowball, right? So you smallest to largest and pay it off that way. Well, this particular credit card was my third largest credit card. I said, bump that, I need this job. So the very first two months, I was just focusing on this credit card because I did not want anyone in our office to call me while I'm at work. And so my first job, man, was a bill collector. I worked for a collection firm that collected for the top five uh, credit cards in America. And I owed one of
0: them. Oh my gosh, the irony. Like that, that is some accountability right there, my friend.
1: It, it really was. And I was sweating every day, every day for two months. And me and my parents laugh about it now because I would come home. They're like, did you get caught today? I'm like, No. And then before we left for the day, my mom said, I prayed for you today. <laughs> because, uh, man, I mean, that, that would have been embarrassing, honestly. Uh, mm, been embarrassing. That's so good.
0: You, you mentioned something else, which was you had to get a job and you had to learn to say no. We know that this is one of the the thieves of productivity. This inability to say no. Most people, at least that are listening to this, when they think of saying, "Oh," think of saying it in a professional setting to distractions or to other people. Ask if you got a minute. You were talking about in this case building wealth, paying off debt, saying no to keeping up with the Joneses. What did that look like?
1: You know, it, it hurt in the very, very beginning because when I said no, I lost a lot of friends. Um, you know, I, I'll be transparent with you on this show that you know I went out to clubs, went out to parties, bought things that I didn't need to be buying, uh, surrounded myself and entertaining people that I had no business entertaining. And so, when I really got hold of the dream that I really wanted to accomplish, I had to say no to other young ladies that um, I was physically attracted to, but I knew they weren't healthy for for my life. I had friends that were popular, that were well known, that I knew. Uh, were not healthy for my life. And so when I had to tell them, no, I can't do this, and no, I don't want to do this. and Actually, as a matter of fact, we shouldn't even be really friendships, have friends, and be friends. I lost a lot of friends. I I lost a lot of people. And I felt alone. But I would definitely say this. I felt alone, but I had a clearer path. I had a clear understanding. And actually, I could focus a lot better and you see, when I got rid of the negative and the unhealthy uh, relationships, I started forming healthier relationships. I started forming things that were taking me a lot further. And so that was hard at first. The hardest thing for me was to tell myself no when the latest pair of shoes came out and I really wanted them. I had to tell myself no. I was driving a nineteen eighty seven Nissan Maxima at the time and. I wanted to put some wheels on it because everyone was driving wheels, having wheels at that time. And I had to tell myself, no, Um, I wanted to purchase a brand new car because my Maxima couldn't even go into reverse, man. And so I I wanted a car that could go in reverse, but I had to pay off my debt. And so for literally two years, I had to park my car every time in a place that I can pull straight out of and not have to push it back with my feet. Or because I was focused on getting out of debt, I was focused on changing my life. So telling myself no was hard. But I'm so grateful that I said that because today I can tell myself yes and feel good about the yes. When if I would not have told myself no in the past, I would still, tell, I would still be telling myself no today.
0: The thing I'm hearing here, Anthony, is you were able to say no because you were clear on what you were saying yes to. Yes, sir. Saying yes to that, the idea of being debt free, there was a real sense of purpose behind it because you knew what life looked like if you didn't tackle that.
1: Correct. Yeah, I was saying no to my past so I can say yes to my future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up to where my my parents they didn't get married. They got married, but they didn't have a wedding. They never went on a honeymoon. They never took their kids out. Me and my siblings. Um, out of the country. We never went to Disney World. We, we never had family vacations. Um, the, the only vacation we can call was going to see grandma, <laughs> uh, but no funness. And so I told myself, I'm going to say no today so I can tell my wife in the future who I have not met yet, yes. I'm going to say no to my 20-year-old self uh, today so I can say yes to my three-year-old son uh, 20, 30 years down the road. And I'm so grateful for that because now I am in a place to where financially, if my wife doesn't want to work, she doesn't have to work. I am in a place to where my kids will not have to experience what their father experienced going to high school. And I had to put duct tape on the bottom of my shoes uh, because I had holes in my shoes. My kids uh, won't have to do that. They'll be able to wear nice, comfortable shoes. I will be able to take my kids uh, to Disneyland and let them be kids. And so you're right. It was my dream that kept me focused. And I'm living part of that dream today. uh, But the moment that I'm married and the moment that I have kids, um, I will be living the full dream because I was able to check myself um, and stay true to my goals, my values, and my mission at the age of 19, 20 years old.
0: Yeah. there's another key element there, which is, we know a lot of people listening to this, not only do they struggle to say no when it comes to finances and unnecessary spending, uh, they're not able to say no to the distractions that stop them from executing against their priorities. Something that you did learn to say no to was who you spent time with. I mean, that Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, set me on this journey. And I got really intentional about who I wanted to be in my five and who no longer belonged in the five and who were... Maybe they'd still be in my life, but they weren't going to be the five. That's a tough choice for people. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you to offer to somebody who they look at their five and go, I got an opportunity to upgrade?
1: That's good, man. I focus on quality, not quantity. Um, I focus on four quarters, not 100 pennies. Um, if you have a lot of people around you right now who are not adding value to your life, they're pulling way more from you than they're actually giving to you, um, then you have to cut those. I think the reason why a lot of us do not cut relationships is because we're, we're scared of being alone. Not just alone, we're scared of what others will say about us if we say we don't want to be friends or in a relationship. Uh, Also, to be transparent, you know, about four or five years ago, I was engaged to an amazing woman. And everyone knew it was a big, big engagement. Everyone knew from Dave Ramsey to my celebrity friends. And um, inside of that marriage, I knew that this was going to be an unhealthy marriage for the both of us. Not for anything negative, but we just really weren't meant to be together. We was on two different pages. And a small part of me was I cannot walk away from this engagement because everyone knows I'm going to look crazy and I, really, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> I want to be married. I want to have kids. I want to have, I want to have a family. Uh, but I had to really come back and check myself that if this is not healthy for you and not just for me, it wasn't healthy for her neither. Why force yourself with that? And I had to walk away. It was hard. Um, it was embarrassing. Uh, but it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. I mean, today, she's married to an amazing man. I had the opportunity to go to the wedding and celebrate the both of them. And, and I'm really happy for that. But neither one of us would have been in that place if I would have been just like, you know what? I don't want to be alone. I'm scared. You know, sometimes you just got to step up and just say, you know what? I need quality friendship around me, not just a lot of people who are adding nothing to me. Yeah. I don't have time to waste. None of us have time to waste.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, let's fast forward to where you are today. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the one thing you can do today to begin the journey of becoming debt-free. So much of what Anthony is sharing in this episode is about having a clear vision, understanding what you actually want out of life. Because when you're clear on what you're saying yes to, all of a sudden saying no becomes just a little bit easier challenges most people don't have that clarity. It's why they go through their days, living in their inbox, sitting in meetings, looking up at the day going, I was busy, and sometimes questioning if they got anything done. That all changes though, when you cast a vision for your life. Once you have a sense of a vision, gives you a direction, you then can actually set some pretty clear goals for five years from now, one year from now. And if you follow the models of the one thing, you know that no one succeeds alone. Which is why when you set those goals, you ask the question, who are the people who are vital to my success? Whether that be a significant other, a business partner, your team, friends, or maybe you do go at it as an individual. It's why each year we host a couple's goal-setting retreat. And while it's branded as a couple's experience, half the room is couples. The other half are business partners, teams, individuals. Wherever you are in the year, you can host a retreat. It's never the wrong time to get clarity. And it all starts by going to theonething.com slash training. That's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash training training. Under our master course section, you can learn about our online goal setting retreat where you can facilitate your retreat on a weekend of your choice anywhere in the world. And you can also learn about our upcoming couples goal setting retreat for the year. It all starts by going to the onething.com slash training. Today, every industry uses tech. High paying careers in the software industry, data analytics, data science, and product design are vital to our future. To take your place in the world's next workforce, you need the right tech skills. You need an education that leads to a career. You need Thinkful. Thinkful is a better way to learn. All the courses are taken completely online with full-time and flex study options so you can commit 100% or keep working while you level up your skills. Thinkful offers an unmatched level of one-on-one support. You're paired up with a personal mentor on day one who's always on hand to help you along the way. You'll also work with an expert career advisor, helping you put together the perfect resume and organizing mock interviews to ensure you're hired within six months of completing the course. The best part? If they don't help you get a job within six months, your tuition is fully reimbursed. Thinkful is focused on high growth fields that are building the future of tech. It's time to take your place in the world's next workforce with Thinkful. Go to thinkful.com slash the one thing to start building the future you want. That's T H i n k f u l dot slash the one thing. You get to be one of the, one of the interesting characters inside the the Dave Ramsey organization. You specifically focus on helping people figure out how they can have a debt free degree. So help us think really big about this idea of like whether it's whether it's for our friends or it's whether for it's our for our children. How do we think big about sending them off and getting an amazing education while also doing it without debt?
1: Yeah. Well, here's the key thing. Let's just look at the facts up front. You got $1.6 trillion in student loan debt from over 44 million student loan borrowers. The average student who's graduating today in the year 2019 would graduate with about $35,000 in student loan debt. A fifth of these young people will graduate with a mortgage but do not have a house. They want to graduate with six figures in student loans. And uh, it's, it's, it's frustrating to me that a young person can sign for all of this money, but they can't go out there and buy a six pack of beer. Uh, we clearly have something wrong here. And what frustrates me the most is um, America believes that they cannot go to college debt-free, that it is almost impossible. If you do not get a sports scholarship or a full Academic scholarship, it is impossible. But you can do it. You can do it. The average school in-state school will cost you about six to eleven thousand dollars. All right. So let's say if we stay in state, we stay home, and then we eat at home. We don't do a cafeteria plan. No dorm rooms. And you know what? We stick to a strict budget. Let's say you pay ten thousand dollars to go to your local state university. If you divide that into 12, man, that is $833 a month. You can drive for Uber, drive for Lyft, work at McDonald's. You can work at the mall, work in retail. Between the parent and the child, you should be able to come up with $833 to pay for your education. So to hear people say that they can't, it's wrong. Now, here's what I do agree with. I can't go to Harvard or to a Yale debt-free. Now, I could possibly hear that. So here's the thing. You're not going to Harvard or Yale. If you can't pay cash for it, then we're not going there. We're going to go the least expensive route. While schools are expensive, it doesn't have to be expensive for us. And I walked them through that in my book, Debt-Free Degree, on how do we do this? I want young people to go after their dreams. If your dream is Harvard, Yale, Princeton, or any Ivy League school, then let's figure out how do we get you there debt-free But there's nothing wrong with going off to a community college, going off to a trade school, because two plus two equals four. If you're smart, you're smart. It's not about where you graduated from. It's about, did you complete the education? Are you living with intentionality? Do you have character? And do you have hard work ethic that makes you as an individual? Well,
0: I know that there's... I'm listening to the person who's listening to this, that those thoughts in their head that go... But yeah, won't I, get, I won't get as good of a job if I don't go to not even an Ivy League school, but one of the, quote, better schools. Talk to that mm. a little bit. What does the research actually say
1: about where you go and what job you get? Well, I mean, there is no study showing that Harvard, Yale, or any of these big Ivy League schools uh, will get you a guaranteed job. I've met people just recently while I'm out here on book tour with a Harvard degree, and they're still working at Walmart being the managers, nothing against Walmart at all. Um, But you know what? Here's the thing. One of my good friends, Chris Hogan, did a study with all millionaires. 80%, he studied over 10,000 millionaires. 8,000 of them did not go to an Ivy League school. That's 80% of them graduated from community colleges, trade schools, tech schools, local in-state schools. Some of them even went out of state, but they didn't go to these big name Ivy League schools. So when I hear people say Harvard will guarantee, will get me into the door and get me a guaranteed job. No, studies are not showing that. Now, let me be real. Will Harvard or Yale possibly open up a door for you? It possibly will, but so will any other school that you go to. Any school will open up a door. What's going to keep you inside of the door is yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just, what I'm essentially hearing is you're having to redefine what, quote, society says. You should do with college. Go to the big school with the big football team, live in the dorms, join the Greek system, do, have the quote, college experience. And the, college, the traditional college results are you're saddled with six figures in debt. And being inside of Keller Williams, we get to see the, the stats every year. Gary Keller calls it the lost generation. When they look at all the people that should have been buying their first home, they're not. It's 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 a lost generation and it's affecting the entire economy. It's actually crazy. And for those of you that the the things he quoted around Chris Hogan, if that struck a chord with you, go back to episode 183. We had Chris on the show as well about everyday millionaires, and he can dive into more of the details there. Anthony, bring us back. I'm putting myself in the position of the person who's listening this, and I'm asking, what's the one thing someone can start doing today to begin the journey? of getting debt free?
1: The number one thing when it comes to starting a journey to get debt free is you got to take debt off the table. Okay. That's one thing I did. I said, I can no longer uh, borrow money. I will no longer even consider it. Debt is off the table for myself, for my family. Uh, uh, that, that is the number one thing. And so that even comes to, if you want to get a degree uh, debt free, you have to take debt off of the table. And then if we're talking about a degree as well, um, what we got to do is actually sit down and do the research and figure out what's the vision for our life. Where do we want to go? Whether it's for a degree or not for a degree, just in life in general. Um, you have to sit down and say, hey, I want to be a doctor. Okay, cool, great. What does it take to get there? I want to be a school teacher. Okay, great. What's the education route I need to go to? Um, or hey, I just want to be debt free. Okay, cool. What's the process? Take debt off the tables. number one. Number two is have a vision and have a plan. you got to have a vision and have a plan. Hmm,
0: I love that, Anthony. One one of the things that we know strikes a chord with people in the one thing is the idea of purpose. You know, Mm -hmm. if you if you think of an iceberg, you know the tip. That's what most people focus on—the productivity. But you can't be productive if you don't have priority, and you can't have priority if you don't have a sense of purpose. I'm curious, what's that purpose-driven legacy that you're wanting to leave, and how has being debt-free made that possible?
1: Oh man, you know that's a real good question. Uh, When I think about my life and my purpose in life, my purpose in life is to help, number one, career-wise, help individuals become debt-free, build wealth, and give. But then when I think about my overall purpose, this is going to be a shocker. Everyone defines themselves by their career and what they do. I think I was called to be a phenomenal husband and a phenomenal father and to leave a legacy to my children's children. Right now, I'm the only one in my family that is debt-free. I'm the only one in my family that has built the wealth that I have. Changing my family's tree starts with me. I don't really care about being rich. I don't really care about being wealthy. I don't care about being famous. I wanna be the best father to my kids. I wanna raise up a group of kids that will never even touch debt. I wanna raise up a group of kids that will, they will start where I finish they will take over the businesses or if they don't want to take over any of my stuff, that they have wealth of knowledge that they can be successful with. I want my great, great, great grandchildren to know my name, Steve Harvey. Uh, I was sleeping in my bed uh, about two years ago and it was about 12 o'clock at night and Steve Harvey was being interviewed by somebody, I forgot him. And he was telling a story about how uh, his grandmother was passing and his grandmother asked him, do you know your great great-grandfather's name? um, And she he said, no. And she said, do you know why? He said, no. And she said, because he didn't leave you anything. And he said on that day, I want to make sure that my legacy touches my great-great-great-grandchildren who I'll never be able to meet, but they will know who I am. And today, I'm starting that today in my family. My legacy is going to be, this is a family of, no debt, no bondage, but freedom, joy, peace, happiness, and wealth. And that's what I'm called for. And my vehicle to that is to help people that are listening to your your show today. I want to help people transform their lives. Well,
0: for somebody who's listening who's inspired by this, where can they pick up a copy of Debt Free Degree?
1: They can go to AnthonyO'Neill.com. Uh, you can go there to get my book to learn more information about me, but then also to any parents that may be listening. Uh, man, you can go in there and not only get my book, but there's a lot of free resources from a scholarship tool, from college calculators, from FAFSA, PDFs. I'm walking them through how to fill out the FAFSA. Uh, there's so much information, free resources on my website, anthonyno.com. And please get the book. It is a simple, easy read. Uh, I start teaching you what to do in the seventh grade throughout the 12th grade. And it's not just an encouragement. It's not just suggestions. I've sat down with counselors. I've sat down with principals. I've sat down with with college admission officers. It is literally the step-by-step from what classes you should be taking, what should the college resume be looking like, uh, how do you practice and really kill the ACT and SAT, how do you do dual enrollment classes. It is the step-by-step guide. So please go to anthonyneal.com, get a copy of the book, use the free resources, and just connect with me whenever you can.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for investing your time with us and looking forward to seeing what you accomplish over the next few years on this mission.
1: Ah man, thank you so much for having me on. And hopefully I can come back and promote the next book and just talk some more with you. Awesome, man.
0: Well, there you have it, our conversation with Anthony O'Neill, author of the brand new number one Wall Street Journal Bestseller Debt Free Degree, the step-by-step guide to getting your kid through college without student loans. You can learn more about that at AnthonyO'Neil.com. We will link to that in the show notes below. Plus five to 10,000 feet people. What we love about Anthony's story was that moment when he realized he was pointing the finger everywhere except himself. One of the three commitments that you have to make if you wanna live the one thing is to live the accountability cycle. Instead of when life happens, having a victim mindset, which is avoiding and fighting reality, blaming others, coming up with personal excuses and waiting and hoping for things to change, you take the accountable path. You seek reality. You acknowledge it. You own it. You find solutions and you get on with it. That's what Anthony did. He sat down with his father, cast a vision of someday being a debt-free millionaire, being an amazing husband and father, put a plan in place. It started by getting a job. And once he got that, it set him up to knock down the next domino, which was to learn to say no, to say no to the shoes, to say no to the experiences, to say no to the friends who deep down he knew weren't contributing to his future vision. They were contaminating it. What are you saying yes to today? And what should you be saying no to that you're not? The path to getting everything you want is to get one thing at a time. It means you have to think big, go small, and trust the dominoes will fall. If you're listening to this and going, okay, I need a little vision for my life, head over to theonething.com slash training. We would point you at the Couples Goal Setting Master Course. This is an online course that will help facilitate a goal-setting retreat where you will set a vision for your life someday from now. Set clear five-year and one-year goals and then show you how to use the tools of the one thing like the GPS and the 411 to have a relationship with your goals. And if you are not yet a member of our community, also check out Living Your One Thing. Join a community of people committed to having a relationship with their goals and supporting you along the way. All of these things are available at theonething.com slash training. If this episode has brought value to you, please share it with at least one person who needs to hear it. And if you're new to the show, welcome to the One Thing Podcast. Please click that subscribe button so all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. And while you're at it, would you do us a favor and leave us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice? It would help us achieve our purpose of changing the way that people view time. Thanks so much. And we look forward to being with you in the next episode.